0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. All over the world. Good morning it it is Monday here you. on Church oh. Confessions. Oh. He will direct your path. So what's to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Hecke. Hope you guys had a pretty good week. Alright. Um, whether it's school, whether it's work, church, whatever it is that keeps you busy from day to day um, I hope you're doing good I hope you're well um, And if you're not well um, I do hope that something that you hear in this episode can be beneficial to you in some way, shape, or form It's been a crazy world that we are living in um, There is chaos, there is tragedy, there is um, <sighs> Deception, there's there's a lot going on um, But I'm thankful that you're listening. I'm thankful that I'm able to be behind this mic. Um, And yeah, let's start off with some prayer. Let's start off maybe praying, just giving God a little bit of thanks. God, I just want to thank you. Um, Even though everything in life ain't perfect right now, we have this moment to just hear the word that you have for us um we're still able to grow we're still able to smile we're still able to um yeah live, live this life that you've blessed us to live oh god and um i just pray for the world right now um pray for maui pray for morocco pray for libya pray for all these different places that i don't even know what's going on um people that are here in the u.s or anywhere lord that are dealing with problems that the rest of us have no, no idea um i just pray that you show yourself to be god a comforter um a lover a helper a refuge in all of our situations lord in jesus in name we pray amen hope you guys are doing well i hope you guys are doing well i felt led to start off like that um yeah a couple of things i wanted to address before we get into this episode um one i know y'all seen them pictures that we posted yesterday man um, our team pictures have finally dropped. We're also gonna have like you know be posting our pictures that we got from uh, the poetry jam and everything. Shout out to Sam with the cam. Uh, she went off. She ate. She's t- she's the person that's been doing our team shoots for a while now um, and doing our uh, photography for the poetry jam. Let me pull up her at real quick and shout her out. That's Sam with the cam. Sam underscore with the cam. That's what that's what it is. So shout out to her. Booking and inquiries uh through her Instagram, I-, I believe. So yeah, shout out to her. She really she really got us right. But yeah, you know. Um those are he, you know what I'm saying? We're also gonna be putting out the poetry jam uh actual video this week. Apologies for it taking so long. All right. Um but that's gonna draw was that tomorrow or Wednesday? Probably probably Wednesday. We'll see. We'll see. But it's going to drop this week. All right. So just be on lookout for that. And when you watch it and for those that actually were there in attendance, please, I'm going to ask this one last time. All right. okay, Come on. We need we need the feedback. All right. We need to know that we are fulfilling our our goals as a ministry, as as, you know, a nonprofit. We want to educate. We want to support. We want to build community. We want to challenge. And we need to know that we're doing a good job all right so if you guys can give us that feedback in the link in the description of this episode i'd really really appreciate that i think it's also within um the link in our bio if it's not shame on me but it's in the link the link is in the description for this episode so i'd really appreciate all right if you just you know took took a quick moment for um to just fill out that feedback form i'll wait i'm just playing but yeah no like seriously fill it out please um but let's get to this episode did i have anything else oh yeah shout out to shout out to bible study come out to our bible studies every first monday um we'll have that i think in two weeks right two weeks again um, shout out to everybody that's been coming, man. We've been having great conversations. We really, really want to push Bible study because that's where we get to meet up as a community every month. Maybe it's virtual, but it's still meeting up. Um, so, yeah, sign up is going to be in the description as well for Bible study. And last but not least, I would I have a personal request from you all. This is about, you know, literally me. Um, I'm going to be preaching on Sunday morning, this upcoming Sunday, for the second time. Um, the first time was in April. This is going to be the second time. We have Youth Sunday at my church, um, and although I'm not, you know, considered, like, youth in the terms of, like, I'm a little older than than you know, the youth, I'm, I'm pretty much of an, an adult now. I'm a young adult, right? Um, I'm younger than my dad, which means he thought it was a good idea to, you know, he sits down that Youth Sunday, and I actually preach the sermon. Um, so, yeah, that's happening for the second time to... On Sunday, so I'd appreciate your prayer. You know, just no nerves getting away. the way. The God really used me as His v- vessel and all that different stuff. So I'd really appreciate that, and I'll let you guys know how it goes next week. All right. Um. So yeah, yeah. You know, you know, you know, you know. Lord willing, I'll be I'll be a pastor one day. So we we uh we making steps in the right direction. So that's cool. Um. So yeah, today we are going to be talking about anger. That's what we're going to be talking about. Um, If you sign up for Bible study, you'll notice that in that form, you have a question that asks you, hey, what do you want us to talk about? So I was looking at some of the question submissions that people have had and, you know, while searching for inspiration for this episode. And someone asked about how we are meant to manage anger. Right. When we're fearing when we're feeling irritated towards somebody, you know, how do we practice that self-control or how do we have that restraint when these people are just very triggering? Um, so we're going to talk about temper, we're going to talk about anger, we're going to talk about all that today And I thought it would be a great idea for me to start off by telling a little story about when Emmanuel used to have some temper problems Yeah, I know, I, I come off as a very jolly human being, I smile a lot, I love to be happy, I love high energy um, But there was a little season in my life where anger issues, you know, my tempers would flare a little bit Now, granted, depending on who you are, you know, if you're one of my big sisters, you've probably seen me angry more than other people because big sisters know how to bring that out of you. Um, But I would say that I'm very much more mature than I was in this story that I'm gonna tell you guys that literally happened seven years ago when I was a freshman in college. It's crazy that it's been seven years though. That's crazy. That's actually crazy. Nevertheless, man, I remember like it was yesterday. I was on a study day. Oh, great study day. It was it was it was things were going great, but I was a little hungry, you know, so I went to go get something to eat. You know anything about UCLA, right? There's something called late night. Late night is when they serve us the most unhealthy food possible. Let me not say serve us. They give us the option to consume the most unhealthy food that they could think of, right? Um, because, you know, people are, you know, they're a little stressed out studying late night. So then they, you know, allow us to indulge a little bit. Um, so you get like chicken nuggets. You can get like milkshakes. You can get pizza, all that different stuff, right? But the thing is, this line will be mad long at late night because everybody wanted late night. So I go down to the late night line. And... Of course, the line is dumb long, but I see this one girl. I'm like, oh, snap. Okay, cool. I'm going to ask her. You know, she seemed kind of shy, but nevertheless, I felt, you know, okay, I'm going to ask her, can I cut in front of you, right? And she gave a yes. Let let, ev- let it be known. All right? I promise. Put that on everything. She said yes that I can cut her. So this cut was consensual. If it's a consensual cut, then it's fair game in my opinion. And I'm just one person. Not like I bring all, brought all the homies. Just me. I asked if I could cut. Complete stranger. She said okay. All right, cool. I finally get to the front of the line, thanks to her. Tell me why the cashier has seen me cut, and just completely blew me off. He said, "I'm not gonna take your. I'm not gonna take your order. You just cut in line next." The next part really got me. The next part pissed me off because like I felt. Like, you act like I, like I didn't even exist. When I tell you, it's like a flip switched in my head. And, like, I blew up. I started cussing them out. I started yelling, all that different stuff. Like, it was, and they were just kind of staring at me like a deer in headlights. I didn't put my hands on nobody. You know what I'm saying? I'm still, I'm still a man of God. But when I tell you, man, like, I blew up and I stormed out. Right. I, so I didn't, you know, steal no food or nothing like that. But, you know, <laughs> I stormed out. I went to the bathroom because I had to cool off, man. I got to go back to the study date. I had to cool off and I started banging on the stall. I was that mad. Like I was boiling. My blood was boiling because of this encounter. You might think that it wasn't much. Right. But it's the principle. You When he said next, it was the principle, man. That just that just did it for me. So I ended up cooling off. You know, I don't even know what I ate that night. Next day, I woke up. (laughs) And when I tell you, the Holy Spirit (laughs) convicted me so sharply. So, I literally had to go and find this guy, track him down, and I apologized and everything. And we were cool. It was cool, right? But when I tell you, man, it's a couple times in my life. More than a couple times, let's be honest. Where around that season, man, like just little things, just based off the principle. And I would just blow a gasket um but i'm not that person anymore glory to god amen um that was seven years ago and if i could say the biggest difference between that person and the person i am now today it's patience and self-control patience and self-control the bible will call it long suffering in some versions excuse me but patience and self-control is what i have now and I'm so happy that, you know, even when I was thinking about this episode, I, I had to, like, ask myself, what is the difference between who I am now and who I was back then? And when those two were the things, it was it was so amazing because those are things that are literally listed as fruits of the spirit, which I wanted to go in that direction anyways when it came to this conversation. The fruits of the spirit. The Bible says it's love, joy, peace, long-suffering, or patience, right? Um, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And the difference between who I was then and who I am now are two of those fruits of the spirit. And I think that that brings up a really good point, because any times where it feels like you are lacking something in your spiritual growth, trust me, more than likely is going to be a fruit of the spirit. But it starts with self-reflection. In order to identify what it is you need, like when we're asking the question, well, how do I get over my temper? How do I get over lust? How do I get over all these different things? In order to identify how to get over it, you need to get to the root of it, right? You need to understand what it is that you are lacking or that you need in order to overcome those things. Go past the surface. Don't just say, I have a temper problem. Ask yourself, what are you lacking? You might be lacking self-control. Don't just say, oh, this person is making me so irritated. I'm always irritated. Perhaps you're lacking kindness or you're lacking gentleness, right? When you're able to really pinpoint and get to the root of it, then you might even identify that really what I'm lacking at the end of the day is spiritual growth. Really, what's going on with me is that I am not mimicking Christ. I'm having a lot of trouble doing that. I am not seeing the fruits of the spirit in my life. What you're lacking can very well be a fruit of the spirit. And the reason why that's good news, right? It's not good to lack the fruit of the spirit. But when you can identify that you lack the fruit of the spirit, then you know, Where to go to in order to get those things that you're lacking and that's the Holy Spirit himself Like I just read Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 to 23 says but the fruit of the spirit is love joy Peace long-suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control against such there is no law And I'll give you another one Romans chapter 8 verse 13 this verse changed my life For if you live according to the flesh you will die but if look at that by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live because it is by the spirit that we put to death the, the deeds of the body. It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is how you become more righteous. The Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body. That that that's it. That is that is it. That by the Holy Spirit, like that is the term, that's the phrase, that's what's going to change your life. If you are looking to be more like Christ, Romans 8.13 is the place to look at. By the Spirit, you can destroy the deeds of the body, the evil deeds, the sin, the sinful habits that you have. A lot of us, we sleep on the Holy Spirit, man. We kind of just box him in, right? He is just a feeling, a sensation, or he is just an intuition, or he is just, you know, whatever it might be, right? But really, the Holy Spirit is a person, He is a person. He is a life coach. And we ought to approach him in such a way. We ought to take out the time in life to listen to him in such a way. He's a whole person in the Trinity. He's not just a thing. (laughs) John chapter 14, verse 15 to 18. This is Jesus talking. He's talking to his disciples because he's trying to prepare them because, you know, he's about to leave soon. Verse 15 says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And if I pray and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper and he that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth. So that's the helper, the the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, whom the world cannot receive because it never sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So we're talking about the Holy Spirit here. Jesus says, I'm not going to leave you orphans. When Jesus ascended to heaven, he said, I'm not going to leave you alone. The father is going to send someone that's going to help you, that's going to be your helper. And that person is the Holy Spirit. Who is with us? Who dwells with us? The world, they don't have him. It's us believers that have him. And we ought to utilize him. We need him. Especially if the goal is to mature in our faith, we need the Holy Spirit because we cannot do it on our own. He dwells with us. He helps us. And it's through him that we are, of course, going to produce the fruits of the spirit. That's why they're called fruits of the spirit. If you're dealing with anger, you need gentleness, you need kindness, you need self-control, you need you need these things. You need long suffering. All of this is from the spirit. A lot of us maybe it's not anger, maybe it is lust. You need self-control. That's a fruit of the spirit. And I've seen that firsthand in my life. I want to talk about the doctrine of regeneration seminary stuff (laughs) but it's important it's the it's the idea that when you give your life to christ of course you receive the holy spirit we've talked about that we've had that episode we've had many of those episodes but when you give your life to christ you receive the holy spirit and then the holy spirit begins this process of regenerating you right i'm going to read romans chapter eight because it captures it pretty well um it says for the creation was subject to futility Futility, not willingly, but because of him um, who subjected it in hope, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Verse 22 For we know that the whole world, I'm sorry, that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit even we ourselves grown with within ourselves eagerly waiting for the adoption the redemption of our body that that last verse is where I really want to focus in on all right I, I probably should have gave you more context around Romans 8. Um, sometimes I don't want to like read too much so I kind of like cut the passage down but really focus on Romans 823 right don't get don't get too confused not only that but we also who have the first fruits of the spirit, underline that part. Even we ourselves grown within ourselves, eagerly waiting, underline that part, for the adoption, the redemption of our body. Redemption of our body, underline that too, okay? This is the doctrine of regeneration. When you gave your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit came into your heart. The Holy Spirit, the word is indwellment, all right? You have been, the Holy Spirit indwells, has been indwelled with you. He dwells within you, right? Um. Essentially, you guys are attached. He, he's with you in life he's in step with you in life and you should be in step with him but then here's the part he is making you more righteous right we talk about the fruits of the spirit he as we are in step with the holy spirit he's going to be making us more righteous but that process is the destination is perfection the destination is literally being like christ perfect but you are not going to reach that here on, on this planet you will have you have this fleshly desires. You still have this fleshly desires and it's not going to completely be gone. No sin, no fleshly desires, all that. That's not going to be completely gone until the full, like verse 23 says, redemption of our body. That's the afterlife. That's think New Jerusalem. Think God, you know, his glory shine the entire earth. There's no moon. There's no stars. There's no sun because there doesn't need to be because his glory like Revelations, what, 20? the last chapter, like think that, all right, that is when we have the redemption of our body, as Apostle Paul puts it here, Romans 8, Um, that is what the destination is, but we're not there yet, but what we do see now are what we call the first fruits of the Spirit, We start to see proof of our salvation. We start to see signs of our salvation through the first fruits of the spirit that are being produced in our lives now, all right? That's what we call regeneration. And I say that because we really need to wake up to what the role of the Holy Spirit is right if you want to grow you want to be more righteous that looks like leaning into the holy spirit you know a lot of us we think that that looks like trying to figure out a new tactic to kill the sinful habits that we have but let me save you a lot of time and let me save you a lot of disappointment lean into the holy spirit we can see love joy peace long suffering excuse me kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control in our lives When we have the spirit need i remind you that we cannot be righteous on our own we cannot we need god's help we cannot live to god's standard and you know some people say oh well i know a lot of nice people that aren't christian it's not about being nice in your opinion it's about living up to god's standard and we cannot live up to god's standard on our own why does god's standard matter well the real question you should ask yourself is why does your standard matter why wouldn't God's standard be the only one that matters when he is the creator of the universe? A lot of people think that, to th- think in themselves that they are good. But ask that person, what is good outside of their opinion? What is good outside of their subjective opinion? God is the one that is good. God is, God's nature very so. His nature is the one that defines what is good. If you're out of alignment with him, you cannot be good. You cannot call yourself good. You might be good in your own eyes. That's fine. And other people might be good in your own eyes too but who are you what are your eyes what about you should the whole world adhere to your standards of morality what about you are you perfect have you never sinned have you never fallen short have you never done anything bad that you thought was good at the time but was actually bad and you look back at it right now and you'd be like wow how could i do that if that's you I'm sorry, I can't adhere to your measure of righteousness. I have to adhere to God's measure of righteousness. He's the creator. And none of us can live up to that righteous standard. You know what? That makes a lot of people run away from Christianity. A lot of people will say, oh man, you know, I can't be a Christian cause I'm just not that disciplined. We all know you're not that disciplined. We're not even that disciplined. That's kind of the whole point. That's literally where Christianity starts, my friend. None of us are disciplined. As in like, we're all sinners. We all fall short. None of us can actually measure up to God's standard of righteousness. That's where Christianity starts. Don't tell me, oh, I'm not disciplined enough. to. Da-da-da-da. We know you're not disciplined enough. We're not disciplined enough either. That's kind of the whole point. And when you try to be disciplined enough, when you try to just please God by trying to do everything right, one, you're going to fail. Two, you're going to be miserable because nothing's being done about your inner nature, only about your outward behavior. But the thing is, when you accept christ into your life you accept the holy spirit into your life when you spread the holy spirit into your life he's the one that's going to be transforming you from the inside out it's not just going to be a transformation in your behavior no your behavior is going to be an indication of the inward transformation that the holy spirit is catalyzing christianity starts with you're right you're not disciplined enough christianity says Yeah, you are a sinner. Yeah, you're not perfect. Yeah, you can't live up to God's standard. That's why Jesus Christ died for you and rose again. That's why you're given the Holy Spirit to to be your helper and your coach. God knows that you can't live up to the standard. God knows no one can live up to that standard, which is the reason why he sent his son for you, which is the reason why he gives you his Holy Spirit. Which is the reason why he is not requiring you to transform yourself. He's just asking you, hey, let me in so I can transform you. You can't do it by yourself. We need the Holy Spirit. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus says, come to me, all who all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You know who he said that to? He said that to people who were tired. He said that to people who were exhausted. He said that to a population of people who genuinely were so, like, done. Like, you know, at that point, the Pharisees were just adding on all of these laws to the law of Moses. Like, to be righteous was just literally exhausting and unnecessary and just so tedious and jesus said come on to me all you who labor and have heavy laden and i will give you rest man it doesn't mean that we don't do anything righteous but what that does mean that he's going to be transforming us from the inside out so it's not about being justified by our works we can rest in the fact that we are justified by our faith in him he's done the work So we can just put our faith in him and his righteousness is added to our account. And on top of that, we're literally transformed into being better people by the Holy Spirit. Remember, man, as we are believers. We don't serve God by just doing everything right. Like the the focus is not to never sin and and never break the commandments and never break the law of moses no 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 the focus is to have a relationship with the lord through christ that's the focus and everything else will come like after that like the righteous living will come as a product of that relationship um romans chapter seven verse six it says but now we have been delivered from the law having died to what we were held by so that we should serve in the newness of the spirit and not the oldness of the lever the way, i'm sorry the oldness of the letter the way that we serve god is not by the oldness of the letter but by the newness of the holy spirit now how do i follow the spirit how do i walk with the spirit how do i be in step with the spirit emmanuel you're speaking christianese well like I said, he's a person. How do you get to know a person? How do you spend like how do you increase an in intimacy with a person? You spend time with them. You meditate on his word. You, you listen to him. You, you, you serve him. Do the same thing with the spirit. Have conversations with him. Take some time to listen to him. Get in the word of God. This is the inspired word of God. That's God's word. The Holy Spirit is God. That's him. <laughs> Learn about him. Like read about him. Talk to him. Listen to him. Indulge yourself with him. Let me let me tie this back to anger, man. Cuz we're angry. <laughs> but we need we need the fruits of the spirit. We need to cling on to the spirit so that we are not being controlled by emotions, but rather we are self-controlled. You know what a lot of people do? Like they try to justify their anger and be like, oh, Jesus flipped tables. Y'all better stop playing with my Jesus like that, bro. Talking about Jesus flipped tables. How many times Jesus flipped the tables? How many times you flip the tables every other Tuesday? Nine you don't just flip the tables you flip the tables you flip the chairs you flip the whole house don't try to don't try to talk about jesus he did not he did not do that so then you can try to cling on to your own anger matter of fact i'll give you another verse james chapter 1 verse 19 to 20 says so then my beloved brethren let every man be swift to hear slow to speak slow to wrath for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of god all right so all that oh well jesus flipped tables jesus was also fully god <laughs> <laughs> and the Bible says that the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God, man. Let's look, man. Jesus going to do what Jesus do in his righteous anger and his righteous indignation. But most of the time, you're just pissed off because somebody, you know, hit your ego or somebody, you know, just ticked you off, pissed you off, man. Don't 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 come to me with that. Of course, man, I I do believe in righteous anger, right? Like, so, I mean, look, you know, if you got to protect yourself, you got to protect people, all that different stuff. I'm not talking about that. But I am talking about that manageable anger where really it's not about getting, it's it's not about, what was I about to say? What I'm talking about is, well, really what I want us to do is be like Christ in those times. Like, oh, well, this person just did that when when um Jesus was flipping the tables. This is the interpretation that one of my professors gave me. He was flipping the tables because the money changers there because notice he said, "You you thieves," right? The money changers there what my professor, well, one of my professors, I mean, sometimes professors have different uh, outlooks, but one of my professors was explaining it and how, because Jesus called them thieves, were led to believe that the money changers were actually cheating people, right? Because people would come from different places, having different types of currency. And, you know, Jesus saw that they were, you know, cheating people. And ultimately, they were turning, you know, God's house into a den of thieves, right? Um, don't confuse that with, The Jesus, you know, you see that Jesus, but then you also see the Jesus that people spat in his face, people slapped him around, put a crown of thorn on his head and just hung him on a cross and he didn't retaliate. Right. So don't try to just focus on flipping tables, Jesus, and then ignore the Jesus that was meek and ignore the Jesus that had patience with people who were literally torturing him to death. Right. So, so before you try to use the flipping tables, Jesus, do, do recognize that they're all the same Jesus, right? So if it's not clear, the distinction, lean in the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit, how do you want me to respond? Because we're told to turn the other cheek, right? We're told to have that meekness and that's a fruit of the Spirit. So be mindful of that. I I I don't like the always the flipping tables, flipping tables, flipping tables. Cause people pick and choose what they want to adhere to, but there's so much in this book. Where's where's he at? Ooh, I ain't got my sword on me. <laughs> if I have oh, that Bible's in the box, I don't wanna bring it up. There's so much in the Bible, man. Like don't just pick and choose. Take all of it. There's gonna have to be a lot of self reflection when it comes to dealing with anger. And when it comes to dealing with any type of sin, because, you know, when people make us angry, it's very easy for us to see how wrong they are and see how immature they are. You know, they shouldn't have done this. They shouldn't have did that, all that different stuff. But we also have to make sure that as believers, we're also um, obligated to have some self-reflection there, because the reality is just because somebody pissed you off does not does not then alleviate any obligation you have to be like christ just because somebody pissed you off does not mean that all right i'm allowed to just turn up on them no right like yeah they were probably wrong for for doing that to you or pissing you off or making you angry whatever it might be but you can you can feel the way you feel and you can feel very angry but don't forget that the way you feel does not then mean that you're not still called to be holy right You still have an obligation to the Lord. That's who you have an obligation to. Sometimes we think it's just between us and that person. And because that person didn't treat us a certain way, then we don't have to treat them a certain way because they don't deserve it. But don't think about what they deserve, because we could also talk about what you don't deserve, right? Think about this relationship, the vertical one, you and God. You see that somebody just did you wrong He saw that too And guess what He wants you to turn the other cheek Guess what He doesn't want you to retaliate He says vengeance is his Right Don't think about what that person deserves Don't think about getting back at that person Think about fulfilling your obligation of holiness Between you And your father in heaven That's what's important That's what's truly important. That's what we do, right? When somebody does us wrong, we think about giving them what they deserve. Thank God that God does not think the same thing with you. (laughs) Thank God he doesn't say, oh, Emmanuel pissed me off. All right, I'm going to give him what he deserves. Thank you, Lord. I don't want no part of that. I do not want what I deserve. (laughs) That's why I begin when people say, oh, you earned it. You deserve it. You deserve it. We, nobody, I get it. It's lighthearted. But no, we don't deserve anything. Or matter of fact, we deserve some stuff, but not the good stuff. All right. Sometimes some people, you can't convince them that they don't deserve something, but that's neither here nor there. But there's a challenge here. There's a challenge here because it's very important for us to understand that it's in these moments when somebody really pissed you off. That you have the opportunity to literally showcase the fruits of the spirit because it's not special if you're only nice to the people who treat you nice. What's really special and what really shows off the fruits of the spirit is when you're be you're able to be nice and at peace and show love even though you're not getting that in return and i'm, I'm gonna give you some scripture for this luke chapter 6 so verse 32 says this but if you lose i'm sorry but if you love those who love you what credit is that to you um for even sinners love those who love them and if you do good to those who do good to you what credit is that to you for even sinners do the same and if you lend to those who of uh, to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. But love your enemies, do good, and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind in the, um, to the unthankful and evil. Therefore, be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a call to be like our Father. Be holy as he is holy. And this verse says to be merciful as he is merciful. Yes, that person pissed you off. Yes, that person made you angry. And yes, that person deserves to get smacked in the face. But God is calling his children to be merciful as he is merciful. Don't you see? Anybody can love someone that loves them. People that don't have the Holy Spirit in them are loving people who love them, but you are really able to showcase that the Holy Spirit is in you when you can love someone that is your enemy, when you can love someone that did you dirty. That is the platform to showcase the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, I tell you, the fruits of the Holy Spirit, that's the place. That's what it is, man, and that's what this world needs. The world needs to see the power of the Holy Spirit. And that doesn't always look like signs and wonders. It doesn't always look like miracles. Sometimes it looks like showcasing the fruits of the Spirit in circumstances that are very challenging for you to do so. It looks like loving someone and showing kindness and gentleness, even when you're so angry and have the right to be angry at them. That is showcasing the power of the Holy Spirit, my friend. That's the miracle that this world needs. Love, <laughs> joy, peace, goodness, kindness, self-control, gentleness, faithfulness, long-suffering. That's the miracle that we need. That's it. So I implore all of us, man. I, I, I implore all of us. You know, today we're talking about anger. We keep talking about something else. As long as it is something in you that you know is not of God, we got to lean into the Holy Spirit, man. We have to focus on increasing, on strengthening that relationship we have with the Lord. That is the most important relationship in your entire existence. If what you are seeking after is to be more like Christ, is to be more righteous, is to do away with these sinful habits, there is only one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. When you accept him into your life, you will receive his Holy Spirit and that Holy Spirit will transform you from the inside out. And one day, maybe not in this life, but in the next life, you will be absolutely perfect. But we can start the process today. So we're going to do something. All right. <laughs> I did not plan to do this, but we're going to do this anyways. We've done this a couple times, but we're going to do a little mini altar call. Man, I don't know where, you know, when and where you're listening to this. but All you got to do is just repeat these words. Repeat it. Whisper it to yourself. That's all. That's it. If you want to give your life to Christ right now, we can do it right now. We don't have to be like in the movies where we're in the altar call, you know, and and somebody's singing like in those Tyler Perry movies. (laughs) We're here right now. Let's do it right now. If you got to pause and get your bearings together, I can understand that. When you're ready. Repeat after me, Lord God. I come to you. I am a sinner. I repent from my sins. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. I believe he died and rose again by your power. I surrender my life to you. I welcome the Holy Spirit into my life. Let your will be done in my life and not my own. In Jesus name, amen. Look, 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 man. And if you want to recommit your life to Christ, rewind that and you can say that again, too. Because look, man, it's a wicked world that we live in and we all see this, man. Every day I'm literally being radicalized, bro. I'm being radicalized. I ain't going to hold you. I ain't going to get too much into it. But like it is a wicked world that we live in for real. And we need the fruits of the spirit on display, y'all. We, we need laborers. We need brothers and sisters in Christ, man. So if you if you said that, if you said that, welcome to the family. And the, and the Bible says that there are angels rejoicing over you having come today. And if you recommitted, welcome back, fam. Grab a plate. God is changing the world. God is literally fulfilling a plan that he's been doing for a very long time. And now you're a part of it. We're a part of it. I challenge all of us. Let's go out into this world and let's showcase the fruits of the spirit. The world will say what it wants. The world will treat us how it wants. But my Jesus said that in this world, we'll absolutely have many trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer because he has overcome this world. And because I am his, we're really, we're, the Bible says Jesus is our, is our brother <laughs> in the spirit because i serve this god i'm an overcomer too you're an overcomer too we're gonna overcome by the blood of our uh, by by the by the blood of the lamb and our testimonies amen let's pray heavenly father thank you so much for this word thank you so much for this episode thank you for um even the time lord jesus to really those that have made a decision to follow you for the first time or recommend their life to you oh god i just thank you for the opportunity that you've given us today lord and i pray for those people first and foremost lord father that the work that you have started in them that you will finish it to completion in the mighty name of jesus oh god father help them if they don't have one already help them to find a church help them find a community help them find disciples that can disciple them oh god um, and just be a light in their lives oh god oh, father lord i'm also praying Um, Just for all of us, Lord, even those that are recommitting, Lord Jesus, help us, Lord, to truly lean into a relationship with you, oh God. Father, help us to truly rely on the Holy Spirit, because that is who we need. We need you, Holy Spirit. I'm talking to you. We need you. We welcome you into our hearts. Make us to be more like Jesus Christ. We can't do it on our own. Many of us have tried, and we have failed. But we need you, oh God. Um, so we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, because you have not left us to be orphans, but you're here with us. We give you all the praise going on. And Father, be with us in this week to conquer and to experience your favor. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Amen. Let's have an amazing week, guys. Let's go out. Let's do our thing. All right. Or maybe, you know, you're watching this midweek maybe watching this in the night i hope you have a great night or i I hope you have a great day or whatever it might be let it be great all right i love you guys see you guys next week hey pray for me like i said um now i'll let you guys know how everything went next week all right love you guys peace